by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. And by the skin of my teeth, as I haven't been out and about living the high life, honest gov, I'm able to welcome you to episode 570 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. The time is 11 o'clock, the day is Friday the 15th of September, and this is The Dirty Strangers and You Gotta Shake from their Crime and a Woman album. You gotta shake. I'm in a mood I haven't slept I've been driving for a long time Seven days non-stop I've been dreaming about you Seven nights on the drive You gotta shake Yeah, you gotta shake Interesting retweet from the squirrel last weekend saying that she was rather inclined. What she was referring to was Bernie Torme's tweet of Don't Miss the Dirties, True Rock and Roll, which led to the Dirty Strangers, a dirty night in London post, with the squirrel believing that the band were playing the borderline today and that we should, quite rightly, attend. She then reported that Stargreen were lacking in the ticket department and that it was pay on the door. At this point, Alarm bells begin 
to ring. Uh, what really was happening was the Dirty Strangers today, it's the 15th of September future, and non-rock Radio UK listeners were releasing their A Dirty Night in London live album that was recorded at the Borderline that features Bobby Keys and founding member of The Damned, Brian James. More on them, as you can imagine, later on in the show. Ironically, I provided part of the audio. As this week's show progresses, there will be more of the squirrel getting the wrong end of the stick. Even at 52, although I look at least 20 years younger, granted the waistline tells a different story, music still excites me. Even to the extent last Sunday, while we are up at an animal rescue centre, while stumbling through the crates of used LPs that were going for a quid, I stumbled upon the very first, now that's what I call music, LP from 1983. I was convinced that I'd read it was worth serious amounts of money. Mrs A calmly told me to put it down and we should go and look at the pretty cats. It's worth a fiver at best. A band that really has got me all excited are New York City's allegedly hardest working band Dirty Fences who seem to have dipped their collective toes into the late 80s new wave that invokes early American rock and punk acts such as the MT5, Johnny Thunders, The Dictators and The Ramones. The band's new album, Goodbye Love is out on the 27th of October via Greenway Records. However, Matt over at Dirty Water Records has sent me the whole 12-track affair. And as I've hinted, I've been completely blown away with it. Unfortunately, I'm duty-bound not to hear the tracks, apart from Teen Angel, which has been released as a single. My current favourite is I Can't Sleep at Night, which is the best song the boys never wrote. Here's Teen Angel, the track that I can play. Seeing Dirty Fences on Sunday at the Shackwell Arms, who will then be taken in Birmingham, Glasgow, Sheffield and Liverpool on the 19th, 20th, 21st and 22nd before heading over to Europe for the remainder of September and nearly all of October. Another new album that I've received that I can't play anything from came courtesy of the Razorbats via Dom Daly of Glunk Records Infamy. The album is so new... It hasn't even got a name yet, and the file I received contained different mixes of several of the same songs. And for an audio file like me, brilliant! Razorbat's last release was uh, This Is High EP that came out this time last year, and the last to feature vocalist Even Berg and bassist Stig. The remaining trio quickly recruited Paul Verkernrun 
and Chris Hagrun with the why do I even try <laughs> with the addition of second guitarist in the shape and form of Arles Tangen completing the new look band the burning question is does the new look also mean a new sound well confusingly yes and no the Razorbacks still maintain their vocal sound but musically they're more polished it could be because the mixes I have are either rough or the first draft personally I think the rounded edges should be roughened up a little. Either way, it looks like we'll have to wait until next year to hear the final results when the album comes out on Rob Mule's records. However, to tease us and you, the band have put together a one-minute, three-second, three-song medley of Social Rejects, Bad Teacher and Sister Siberia, which doesn't sound like Def Leppard one little bit. Either that or reckless love. Talking of vocalists leaving, I was well surprised when Timmy Dorella broke the news that Stevie Dorella was hanging up his leopard skin coat, returning to Steve Lynchburg, concentrating on his other band, The Electric Shakes, as I thought he seamlessly took over from Robbie Tart. Fortunately, Joe Maddox from the recently departed Breakdowns is now Joey Dorella, where I'll be seeing him fronting his new band on the 12th of October at Under the Bridge, supporting the Super Suckers. Now, that is going to be a great night. Here's Stevie with the Dorellas and Strung Out Sin City from the Freak Show mini-album. <laughs> Yeah. Burn down, pretty, pretty, and I'm 
surprising news. The Hit Priests are seeking a new drummer as Joe Blow has decided to bow out after the band's gig at Stuck on a Name Studios in Nottingham on the 6th of October. The Hit Priests have pretty much been on the roll for the last 18 months. 10th anniversary gigs, accompanying DVD, retrospective double album, stateside tour and the obligatory shed loads of singles. To be fair though, uh, since the band returned from their summer US sortie, things have been pretty quiet, well for them anyway. However, Come the 18th, that's this Monday, the band will be releasing their 18th single, Scene is the Crime, as they split with the Pagans. So, if you know a drummer that's capable of pounding skin six feet underground at a rate of knots, that's able to rehearse once a week in Nottingham, and is able to tackle this, then let the band know. that I wasn't looking forward to hearing was Still Snotty Young, Loud and Snotty at 40 by The Dead Boys well, Chia Chrome and Johnny Blitz as the title suggests the band's Young, Loud and Snotty album has been re-recorded to a standard that Cheetah thinks that the band wanted back in the day as Cy Records thought that the demos that the band had done were good enough to release as the finished product the thing is All the Dead Boys were an integral part of the sound. Obviously, Stiv probably was the most standout, but without him, Jimmy Zero or Jeff Magnum, I thought that anything masquerading as the Dead Boys was going to be shite. I mean, part of the charm of the original was the imperfection. Having said all that, though... I really like Still Snotty. I watched a few YouTube clips of this lineup and felt that the vocalist Jack Hoot was a bit of a Walmart punk, white plastic sunglasses and a generic black and white striped t-shirt doesn't make a punk admittedly jake fronts the dead boys tribute act the undead boys so he has studied stiff and wishes to replicate him i would have preferred if he'd have gone down the uh, adam bacarv route relaunch to the new church sound like him but don't try and act like him what does help of course is that young loud and snotty is chock full of classic songs and i found myself playing the record on repeat, it's by no means 
a replacement for the original, but it's like you know a 24 track master has turned up and been remixed, which I guess is what Cheetah wished to achieve. <laughs> Young, Loud and Snotty at 40 is out on Ploughboy Records on the 22nd. Monday lunchtime, I let out an audible fucking hell. What prompted me to curse I hear you cry? An email from Pledge Music informing me that Paul Gray was rejoining the damned with Tony Visconti producing their new album in New York this October. No disrespect to Stu, but Paul Gray is my favourite bass player of any band and of all time. It was pointed out that Stu was the damned longest four stringer, having joined in 2004, taking over from Patricia Morrison. However, I gauge length of service by number of studio albums played on, with Paul equaling Captain and Bryn's record of playing bass on two. Stu, on the other hand, joins Algie, Moose and Patricia, which is the one. Speculation is rife as to whether Paul will be undertaking touring duties given his well-documented tinnitus. I did think, with the advancement of in-ear technology coupled with Pinch playing behind a Perspex screen, it might have been overcomable. Is that a word, overcomable? Who knows? It is now! Anyway, Paul himself has reiterated that he is just recording the album with nothing else being agreed or discounted. Here's one of Paul's tracks from the Black Album that originally was demoed by his previous band, Eddie and the Hot Rods. This is The Damned and Hit or Miss. Get your high. I never wanted you to bring it back. I didn't see you. 
I got three emails last week with music attached for my consideration. The first was from former Trash Town killer Craggy Collide and his new single, which according to the YouTube video, isn't officially being released until 2018. However, his Bandcamp site says something different with I Don't Want To Be You when it rains, available to download from the second of this month, a typo I fear, all for the princely sum of 20 check kroner which is about 70 pence in old money came from South African bass band 4King 
Ace, a band name that must be said very quickly. It was only in March that the band released their free-to-download debut album, Never Aim to Please. But that hasn't stopped them releasing the three-track Making It Up As We Go EP on the 9th, from which this track, You're Not The Only One, has been taken. email came from welsh wonders and i wonder a lot about them the death traps attached was a dropbox link to their debut album justice for the risa one uh, which should be available to buy from their band campsite either tomorrow or sunday until now only two tracks have been on said site in the shape and form of practice room demos of another great day and bulletproof both of which have now been given the full on studio treatment justice features 11 tracks of fast frightening and fucked up rock that will have you dancing and singing along to if you wish to do this in the flesh and you just happen to be in neath tomorrow you can as the band are playing the duke along with 10 plus one the band are so far only making one trip outside of wales and that's on the 14th of october up at the pit and pendulum in nottingham this is are we having fun yet?
As you know, I had to miss the Role Models Dance Moves LP launch gig up at the Black Heart on the 2nd, of course. The squirrel was in attendance. I only caught up with her a few days ago as she'd been deliberately avoiding me as I'd sent her a fake news link purporting that Beanie Babies had been stuffed with spider eggs which were now hatching along with a picture of one covered with arachnids. Which is funny, unless you have a spider phobia and a large collection of Beanie Babies anyway. After giving me the lowdown of Billy Lyre, Shush, the loyalties and the role models' respective sets, the squirrel said... You do know that Stockholm Sick Blues, a song that features in the Loyalty's live set, is a cover, to which I replied, of course, as it was originally done by the Yo-Yos. She seemed to think otherwise, having been told that the Yo-Yos and Loyalty's bassist Tom Spencer's father, John, had written it and had a hit with it in Scandinavia, and that when the Yo-Yos were on tour with the Backyard Babies, it was they who suggested that it should be covered. At this point... Google and YouTube came into play with no results found for John B. Spencer and Stockholm Sick Blues. The Sunshine Girls CD single lent some weight to the story with the song being accredited to both Tom and his dad. Maybe Tom had tweaked a few words, a few notes, making it more yayo-ish. The only way to find out for sure was ask Tom himself. So I did. And this was his reply. My dad had a hit in Sweden with a song called Cruising by a bloke called Jerry Williams. We wrote Stockholm to send to the same artist, but he didn't use it. So I gave it to the yo-yos. So there you have it. And here is Jerry Williams with the John B. Spencer Penn song Cruising on a Saturday Night.
One thing that Google did throw up that I shamefully had forgotten was that Stockholm Sick Blues had been covered by Danny Free and the Devil Dog. Sadly, Danny passed away only at the age of 30. The track appeared on Changes One split single Raised on Pinups, released with the Gutter Queens back in, I think, about 2002. And at that time, the Devil Dogs included, from the Yo-Yos, Neil Phillips and Tom Spencer. So... Was it really a cover? Interesting fact. On Thursday, the 13th of September 1979, which was 38 years ago, Wednesday, the UK subs appeared on top of the pops to perform Tomorrow's Girls. 29 years later, the loyalties on the Japanese version of So Much for Soho would include an acoustic version of it. She wanna love more 
you all should know, Tom Spencer is now in The Professionals, taking over guitar and vocal duties from the Sun and Paul worshipping LA resident that is Steve Jones. Still on drums and bass are Paul Cook and Paul Myers, respectively, with the addition of Chris McCormack for the now-departed Ray McVie. The band's new album, What in the World, is being released at the end of next month with two gigs to coincide. On the 27th of October at the Slade Rooms Wolverhampton and a day later at the Garage in Highbury and Islington. Guest musicians all set to appear on said album are Marco Perrin, Billy Duffy, Mick Jones, Phil Colin, Duff McKagan and of course Steve Jones who appears on three of the cuts. The first fruits from What in the World hit the interwebs at 6pm yesterday in the shape and form of You Can't Keep a Good Man Down featuring Billy Duffy which sounds like this off this week's show are Norwegian road rockers Dig Deeper and How Can I Be Certain from their latest album in Central European Time which is due to hit the real and virtual record shops on the 7th of October. To be fair, I've not heard of them before and had it not been for their PR company obviously doing a very good job, I would have remained ignorant. It's hard for me to pinpoint the exact musical folder Dig Deeper should reside apart from the one marked Good. In Central European time, the band sing of escape, distance, travel, search for freedom, the loss of loved ones and identity. And before you say prog, you might be right. However, dig deeper are the acceptable face of it. Until next week, take it easy. Thank you.
Say 